This is a Podcast 225 production. Welcome to the Clay Young Show. How's it going, folks? Welcome back to the Clay Young Show, episode number 137 here on podcast225.com, iTunes, and of course the Talk 107.3 mobile app. We appreciate you guys listening to our show, giving us feedback. The I'm still hearing from people on the OJ shows, believe it or not. Just un, unbelievable. So uh, thank you so much again for listening to the show and all of the, the great and kind words and encouragement about what we're doing here, and we'll try to keep it moving. Don't forget you could subscribe to the show and get it into your inbox every time it pops up, okay? Uh, sometimes we do more than one show in a week. And you certainly don't want to miss out on some of the great guests that we have. And I think we're about to have a great discussion today. As many of you know, around the country, there has been this debate over many of these civil rights monuments that are on display in the South. And I have stayed largely away from the subject. And I'll be honest with you, it's, it's been for a couple of reasons. One, because it's really not been on my radar. Uh, and all the trips to New Orleans, I'm there on business all the time, and I never pay attention. Never pay attention. I am in Caddo Parish, in you know, in Shreveport. Never pay attention. I just don't. It's just not something that I spend a lot of time thinking about. And all of the protests that went on late last year and coming into this year brought it to my attention, just like everyone else's. But still, even having said that, it wasn't something that on a daily basis I spent any time thinking about. If I saw it on the news, I thought about it. But it just, with everything I've got going on and everything I'm trying to get done, it just wasn't something I spent a whole lot of time dwelling on. Now, that's not to say that, and for most of you who either know me personally or know my reputation across this state, you know that... I do believe in in the importance of giving back, and I do that personally with both my time and my money, and 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 in any way I can, whatever influence I may have in some places, because I do believe it's important to try to do what you can. I just don't always make a big deal out of it. You know, we give a couple of big events, big military event here. I'm a part of a foundation that does a lot of work on behalf of law enforcement, so I I get the importance of contributing for the greater good or contributing to the greater greater good of our society and you know lately like we talked I talked at the end of the show last week about some of the racial stuff that is going on in society and you all heard what I said I'm not going to rehash that and for the most part this discussion about the about the monuments in different places has not been worthy of my attention because of some of the ridiculous antics of people having it some of the people having it i'm not going to sit and watch a debate between two people screaming at each other trying to see who can be the loudest and who can be the wittiest with their insults or i just i don't want to do that i just no and i'm not going to do it on social media either because you don't learn crap you can't learn something from two people who are name calling and throwing bombs at each other it's it's not it's not worth my time this is me speaking for me not, I can't decide how you go about looking at it. I can't decide how you feel about it. I'm talking about me because I think there are great needs in our society that don't have anything to do with the Civil War that are worthy of our attention. Things happening right now. 
Having said that, the issue is one that is worthy of some discussion, and rarely have I seen the discussion had in an intellectual way. It is an us versus them mentality in the most, uh, for the most part versus a discussion about historical accuracy and the nature of what they may represent to many in our communities. Enter Niles Hamer, who is an attorney and who wrote an op-ed where he talks about these monuments and he restricts his feeling that they should be removed to courthouses. He says they shouldn't be in front of courthouses. Now, I agree with his argument after hearing him make it. And after you read it, some people may disagree, and that's fine too. That's actually one of my other issues with society now is that we have to agree on everything. Why? Why do we have to agree on everything? I think on matters of decency, it's in the best interest of progress that we try to agree. And then in some people's mind, decency can be subjective. I, I, would, I would submit to you that the majority of the areas of decency that really matter are not, in, in my opinion, that subjective. I mean, it's, it's really kind of a at your core, good or bad thing, but maybe that's a discussion, another discussion with Katie and Mary Catherine. <laughs> but I read his, read his article and what he talked about in there, and I wanted to talk with him about it. He sent me an email sharing it with me, and I went through it, and then I heard him on one of the local talk stations here, Talk 107.3, discussing his article. And as you will hear, because as I record this open, we've already had the discussion He's very measured and he's passionate about what he believes. And some of you who hear this may disagree with him strongly. And some of you who hear this may agree with him passionately. I've told you my position on this because I kind of want you to know where I stand. So you're not thinking that I'm in this thing, not taking a position. And we have what I consider what I considered a good discussion. And so we'll take a quick break and you'll come back and hear Niles Hamer talk about his piece. He references where it is, but it's at bayoubrief.com. That's bayoubrief.com. And it is, if you're printing the online version, it's, it's a lot of pages, but it's worth the read. And he makes the case for his position. And again, some may disagree. If someone out there has an argument on the other side and you'd like to come on and make it, I'd be interested in hearing it. I mean, seeing as how I've told you where I stand on it, but I just think, I think that it is a discussion we can have. I don't think it ought to be the only one we're having about things going on in society. And that's just my opinion. But I, I, I don't think that I think Niles sets an example of how to deal with something controversial and do it in a non-confrontational way, but he makes his point. I mean, he's a smart guy. And we need more smart people, even when they disagree, leading the discussion. Because I don't care how good a douchebag's point is, they generally have difficulty making it. Let's take a quick, and he's not a douchebag, for the record. Niles isn't. 
Let's take a quick break, and I'm sure he's glad to hear me say that. <laughs> take a quick break and come back and talk with attorney Niles Hamer here on the Clay Young Show. This is Dr. Mary Catherine Roderick, and I'm Katie Fetzer. We're the owners and co-founders of The Wellness Studio, a mental health practice with locations here in Baton Rouge and Covington. We are also your host for The Waiting Room Podcast here on podcast225.com. Our podcast is a journey into the world of mental health. On our show, we're going to discuss some of the various forms of mental health conditions. We're also going to shed light on the various ways our listeners can get a better understanding of how the mind works and why we do what we do. So subscribe today to get the Waiting Room Podcast here on podcast225.com, iTunes, and the Talk 107.3 mobile app. Clay Young here with Brian Lowe with Brian Lowe Financial. Brian, in addition to what you are teaching people about Social Security, you also have classes where they can learn even more about their financial futures. Well, sure. Yeah, Social Security is an important topic today as to when to take it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Wait, till, wait till 66, wait till 70, or start at 62. Right. But we're going to tie that together with the income plan. So okay. do you have a written down income plan? The average person says no. Absolutely Look, not. I love you engineers out there, but yeah. quite, you know your spreadsheet is not an income plan, okay? Right. We're going to give you a written down income plan. And it's going to include the Social Security analysis. It's going to help you determine when to take Social Security mm-hmm. and tie it together with your financial income plan as well. Right. We'll do the roadmap, the bell curve, and we'll do the income analysis to say, hey, how long your money will last? Give me a call. That's about a $1,000 value. For the first 10 callers, wow. we're going to give you a $25 textbook. Listen, folks, when you take a look at what's happening right now, you definitely want to have your financial business in order. Look Brian and his team up at brianlowfinancial.com. Welcome back to the Clay Young Show. Back with attorney Niles Hamer, who is the author of the piece in Louisiana, Confederate monuments have no place in front of a courthouse. Remove all of them now. Niles has been doing some media talking about this piece. How's it going, man? It's going great. Good day. Uh, Sunny outside, even though Harvey has passed through Lake yeah. Charles, we're still doing well here yeah, in Baton man. Rouge. Good day. Uh, it's We had a close call, but you yes. know, prayers out to the folks in Houston. We yes. know their pain. Yes. We know yes. their pain. Firsthand. So let's let's talk about this piece. And obviously in it, you, you kind of talk about your early days as an attorney, graduate of Southern Law, and you know, spend some time. You tell a story. And it, it begins... Uh, and I'll just share the, the first couple of, uh, of lines from it. Throughout Louisiana and all corners of the state in small towns and big cities, many of our courthouses share a similar feature, a Confederate monument prominently situated on the grounds, often near the building's entrance. To many, these monuments are unremarkable. For, but for others, particularly African Americans, each one carries a message of intimidation and oppression communicating, as they were designed to, that justice can never be guaranteed in a court that was nostalgic and sentimental over the institution of slavery. You go on to talk about being in front of a courthouse, and you referenced uh, thinking that you would, uh, saying, did you drive up in a DeLorean, the the, the car from Back to the (laughs) Future? So let's, let's start at the beginning. What motivated this? Well, of course, we saw the events in Charlottesville about mm-hmm. two weeks or so ago. Yes. And the first thing I realized, you had shouting, a lot mm-hmm. of shouting, yeah. and ultimately a terrible incident. Mm-hmm. And we have come to a point in society where we want to shout each other down. Yeah. And to me, the United States is all about debate. We're a democracy. Sure. We should be able to debate, have a very uh, rich and healthy debate mm-hmm. without coming to 
to terms with violence and yeah. hurting anybody. I yeah. think this is an issue that can actually be debated intelligently. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to put in the the form of, uh, I did it as an article, and I wanted to put it out there in, uh, on social media, an intelligent debate about this issue from yeah. my standpoint as an African-American attorney. Yeah. Now, I grew up in Mississippi, yeah. so it's not like I'm new to this, mm-hmm. had no clue what was going on. I grew up in Gulfport, Mississippi for 10 years during my formative years. Mm-hmm. I'm originally born here in Baton Rouge, and I'm used to the stars and bars. I was very used to uh, growing up where Jefferson Davis' home lies in Biloxi and yeah. Beauvoir. Yeah. Um, there's a community college there by the name of Jefferson Davis Community College. So I'm, I'm well aware of what it is to grow up in the South as an African-American. Yeah. The problem that I had was the fact that the, these courthouses were uh, erected in the early 20th century, and then soon thereafter, they built these Confederate monuments. Yeah. And they built these monuments to send a, a signal to African-Americans at that time who were disenfranchised. We didn't have any African-American judges, uh, lawyers, or any African-Americans sitting on juries. Mm-hmm. And it, it sent a message, hey, you continue to come through the back door. You remember the system that we had in place. This courthouse, this justice is not for you. You have a different form of justice. Right. And to me, that's what those monuments stood for because there's no, really no good reason to build a monument to the Confederacy. Uh, I don't even want to call them a country because really they weren't acknowledged by any country. It wasn't a country. Yeah, it wasn't a country. Yeah. It, was a, it was probably more so of a movement yeah. uh, to honor them at the courthouse steps, I, I thought was ludicrous 14 years ago. Mm-hmm. So now I, I see that it's a hot topic. Uh, I, I feel as though I've lived the experience. I've always been against it for the last 14 years uh, in front of courthouses. And I wanted to express that in an intelligent way. Yeah, I think, well, hey, I do think you accomplished that. Let me ask, you, you referenced this. This has been a hot topic, and that's true. It has been for maybe the last 18 months or so. It's been a really big deal around the country. Did that first get your attention or was it not get your attention what did that first motivate you to want to speak out on this or was it as you referenced first after watching what happened in Virginia well you have to go back to my childhood I'm 39 years old so I still consider myself fairly young Mm -hmm. and I was born probably the year before the year after Roots came out so when I was nine they were actually doing a 10-year anniversary of Roots. Mm -hmm. And I had the opportunity to sit down the whole weekend and watch every uh, episode of the miniseries. And it blew my mind. It took me to another level. It wanted me, it made me want to read more up on the Civil War and slavery Mm -hmm. and what happened in the aftermath. So I've always educated myself on these issues. Growing up in Mississippi, uh, we've we've always had debates of whether or not the uh, battle flag of the Confederacy, not even the official flag of the Confederacy, yeah. should even be on our state flag. So this issue has always been uh, close to me, something yeah. that I wanted to fight for. Yeah. So in looking at the recent events, it just it just made me sit down and just pin this article straight from my heart, from my perspective. But the recent events hurt me in a way because we don't have the conversations we need to have because it's so uncomfortable to talk about race in America. We need to sit down and have these conversations. And I think we can come to an intelligent 
uh, resolution, mm-hmm. as long as people realize that shouting us down yeah. is, is just going to make it worse. Yeah. Or the uh, Even from my standpoint, a lot of people just want to just go and take the monuments down with no authorizations. I think it makes it worse. I, I think yeah. there's a way to have everybody come together and agree, okay, maybe the courthouse isn't the place. So th- that is... That is at the core of the case you make in your op-ed, that you're not talking about other places. You're talking specifically about monuments in front of courthouses. Correct. For people who haven't had the opportunity to read your op-ed, talk about that a little bit. Okay. I wrote an op-ed. It's been uh, published on Mm -hmm. uh, com, and I, I wrote it probably in two hours. It, it didn't take me long. It's, it was six pages long. Yeah. I don't know how, how many pages it comes out to be online, but I wrote it in two hours and I wrote it from my heart. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of people like doing a lot of research. I didn't have to do any research because I lived the experience. Yeah. And I limited my argument to the courthouses because yeah. I think there's going to naturally be a debate. Should it be in a park? And can we have a, a Robert E. Lee Drive or a Robert E. Lee Circle yeah. or a Robert E. Lee High School? Yeah. But the courthouse isn't a place for such symbols of the Confederacy. The courthouse should not be a divisive place. Mm -hmm. When I go to the courthouse as an African-American, I should feel like I'm getting fairness, equality, and justice through the eyes of the law. And when you have Confederate monuments in front of your courthouse, it sends a very, very negative message to African-American defendants, because I do a lot of criminal defense, and African-American attorneys. I just had an attorney friend of mine, I'm getting a lot of pictures being texted to me. Uh, He was in court in Morgan City in St. Mary Parish this morning, and he took a picture of the Confederate monument right in front of the courthouse. And we get to the point where we get so used to it that we just pass by it and not even think about it. So, you know, I'll admit that to you. I don't notice. Mm-hmm. Well, and obviously now it's something you notice yes. more. Yes. But all the time being in New Orleans, never paid attention. Yes. I'm in and out of there all the time yes. on business. Never paid attention. Mm-hmm. Uh, going into court, hell, I was just in Shreveport a couple of weeks ago on business. Mm-hmm. And you talked about Caddo, and I'll get to that yes. in a minute. And never really noticed. Now, I've never been to the courthouse there. Mm-hmm. Never, you know, been into the courthouse there. But, you know, driving through there. But I guess because you're so focused on what yeah. you're doing, I'm just not paying attention. Yes. Hell, I'm too busy watching the idiot texting behind the wheel, drifting into my sure. lane to pay attention to what's going on around. But the fact that there's so many people who are becoming aware of this, mm-hmm. not because they were were ignoring it, but because it just wasn't on their radar. What do you want them to get from what you are saying? In the article I wrote about 14 years ago, mm-hmm. and we talked about yep. the, the time machine. Yep. I swear, in October of 2003, when I drove up to that courthouse in East Feliciana Parish, Mm -hmm. the town of Clinton, I was stunned. And I've been to Clinton dozens of times since then in court. And maybe I'm not as shocked as I was the first time. But the first time, I was very shocked. Because right when you get out of your car and you walk into the entrance of the courthouse, and the courthouse is almost like an antique courthouse. It looks like Mm -hmm. it was built in the 1860s. But the monument, you can't miss it. It's about 30 to 40 feet high, uh, right there in your face. You cannot miss it at all. And to me, there's so much that we've done in the state of Louisiana as far as our history, our 200-year history of statehood. Why are we still focusing on the four-year episode of the Civil War? Now, the Civil War is the most researched and talked about episode in American history. I do agree with that. 
But why are we focusing on the Confederate uh -huh. version of what happened in the Civil War? Four million slaves were freed due yeah. to the conclusion of the Civil War. That's something that could be celebrated. Well, let me throw this at you. Mm -hmm. With your general premise about the, the statues at the courthouse, I'll just jump to the end and say yes. I agree with you. Thank you. And so let's walk back on that <laughs> yes. uh, about it. Because when you, as you explain it, it makes <clears throat> it makes sense, yes. and it really for me isn't a matter of politics. It's yes. just you know, oh, yeah, I got it. I mean, it didn't take me. You didn't have to go over it a hundred times, yes. but I do want to talk about this from a bunch of different perspectives. All right. What about from the perspective of because again, because I never paid attention mm -hmm. for people who say those monuments went up all those years ago, and right on the aftermath or you know immediately after this period in American history. And they have been up for so long in so many places, as you reference in your in your op-ed. It never came up to get rid of them because they had just been there so long that it's kind of like the fork and spoon on the wall in the kitchen that's been there for 30 years that you just you stop seeing because it's there for so long. And that if this discussion had started a different way, if it is if it had started much in the way that you are starting with this, uh, very much from an intellectual perspective, that it would not have become such a, a thing about something else. Does that make sense? It, it makes sense. What do you say to that? Well, here's the problem. I'll, I'll go back to when they originally erected these monuments. Yeah. It was during a time of uh, Jim Crow. Yeah. It was during a time where we had no voice. Sure. None whatsoever. When we started gaining the voice during the Civil Rights Movement, that was the concentration. Then we want to have we want to be able to walk in a restaurant and sit down and eat. Sure. We're not worried about a monument. We yeah. just want to be able to eat at, a, yeah. eat at a table and not told to go to the back. Yeah. We want to have equal opportunities in education. Yeah. We want to be able to vote without being harassed and given a poll tax. No, I'm with yes. you. I see you working your way through. Yes, so I'm, I'm with you. But I'm saying now when it became an issue mm -hmm. or when someone said, you know, we really ought to turn the page mm -hmm. and, 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 and these monuments – ought to be removed. If they're in a museum somewhere about the Civil War and, and some of that, mm -hmm. you know, that's one thing. But, but back to the question, the way that it was initiated. Now, understand, I kind of look back on some of the early discussions before us sitting down to do this, and it started with like an explosion of emotion. And you know how that is. You're an yeah. attorney. I mean, you, you were trained to understand that the force in which an argument is made yeah has an impact on the hearer and sometimes it's on purpose made forcefully and then sometimes it's made casually to get the guard down so you could land a haymaker when this one starts most people didn't take your approach okay. that was you you don't call names you, in your piece you don't you don't make this about something else it's clear it's measured so not and i'm not saying that some of that wasn't happening but you know how the media goes they're always going to look for the dumpster mm -hmm. fire well I, i'll tell you in the state of Georgia and the state of Mississippi, mm -hmm. even in the state of Texas, I believe they had an issue with the license plate and uh, uh, the Confederate battle flag being on the license plate. Yeah. These issues have always been debated, especially in Mississippi, about the emblem being on the state flag and yeah. Georgia at one time, yeah. the emblem being on the state flag. But if you fast forward mm -hmm. to 2015, I believe June 2015, Dillon mm -hmm. Roof in mm -hmm. South Carolina, the debate had always been in South Carolina, sure. battle flag over the state capitol. Yeah. Once Dylan Roof murdered nine people in a church and used the Confederate battle flag as the reason why, you know, oh, yeah. I want to start a race war, that became an immediate 
Haley got that out of yes. there quickly. Yeah, it became yeah. immediate problem for yeah. Haley. She yeah. got it out there quickly. Yeah. Uh, the legislator voted to have it taken yeah. down, which yeah. was a wonderful thing. Yeah. But that started the movement, the movement that we see now. Mm-hmm. And social media is great in many ways. Huh. It, it uh, in that, many ways? In many ways. But uh, there's, <laughs> okay. a, there's a negative I mean, side of I was going to say maybe three or four ways. Yeah, well, the rest of them are just It's, it's good and good. Bad. If, if I wrote an article yeah. about... <laughs> How I feel about Confederate yeah. monuments yeah. in front of courthouses, yeah. and wouldn't be able to get it published in the yeah. Advocate more. Than no, likely. that aspect yeah. of it is yeah. fantastic. So you you yeah. get your message yeah. out, which is good. Sure, but then you you have the haters, the haters, and yeah. I've I've had terrible phone calls. Well, I, I want to I want to get to that yeah. because I want to because some people listening to this get to hear this from a, a, a more muted intellectual perspective yes. and not some of the crap that goes on like I'm I'm really not interested in a couple of morons screaming at yes. each other from from opposite sides of a line on any topic yes. I don't care what the topic is I don't care anything about that yes. I listen to a great debate and quite frankly and I'm sure you feel the same way I don't have to be agreed with on everything <laughs> I don't same, care. Same here. You know, and because I'm married, I'm very rarely right. So, same you know, here. so it's it's one of those things where I kid because I care if my wife heard that. <laughs> but, but it's one of those things where you just feel like let's sit down and have the discussion, as you say. Mm-hmm. So if you had an audience with first the legislature and then the governor to say, my end game is this, the removal of these how would you talk them through it? I mean, what would you say would be the process? What would you suggest? Well, the, the first part of the process is explaining to them our position yeah. and why we came to this position. And, and you stated before, it's the courthouse. Mm-hmm. So it's an easier argument oh, sure. to make Absolutely. than a park or Absolutely. somewhere else. It's the courthouse. Yeah. You know, and once we can explain the position, it, it should not be at a courthouse. Yeah. You know, there's many other things we can commemorate at sure. a courthouse. Sure. Then the discussion turns into what can we do about these monuments? What, what what do you expect us to do? Take them all down? I don't believe in destroying anything. Yeah. Everything is history. Sure. Even their version of history sure. is history that should be preserved. So we can show how uh, they treated history here in Louisiana. But there's a place there. I, I I really believe there's a place that we can put all of these monuments. Sure. And and for some reason, I can't find in the state of Louisiana, Louisiana, a monument to the uh, abolition of slavery. Four million slaves were freed due to the end of the Civil War. Are there any anywhere? They're not any outside they, of Washington D.C. Uh, where a, you there, may. There's an the, underground railroad museum yeah. in Cincinnati. I yeah. think there's one there. Yeah. Um, there's a civil rights museum in Montgomery, but yeah. it, they, they kind of talk about a slavery. Uh, yeah. It's a slavery on a plaque, but there's no monument. Yeah, I think there's a place where we can tell the full story because this is a controversial sure, issue. Sure, Some people may see it differently than I see it. Yeah. I believe the Civil War was over slavery. I've heard the Civil War was over taxes. Somebody else says, no, the Civil War was well, over state that's rights. A, to me, that's a, a very specious argument, the one yeah. about taxes, because Abraham Lincoln is someone I studied greatly. I mm-hmm. mean, he was he was maybe the most brilliant and complicated president we've ever had in so mm-hmm. many ways, from his childhood mm-hmm. on through the, the time when he died, yeah. and making the argument about taxing and revenue that that dealt directly back with the people who were being owned by other people. So, I mean, yeah, you can take that top line argument, but it's specious and it doesn't even take a lot of research to realize it all dubbed back to that. So I dismiss that kind yeah. of thing when I went and, and professors in schools still say it. Uh, I don't 
talking about I, I just had a kid finish college and it is still something being being said by people. And I wrote about that in my article. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, being in middle school. Yeah. Studying Mississippi yeah. history yeah. in middle school where a teacher asked, hey, you know, you need to look up the definition of a Confederate government. That's why uh, they, the South seceded from the Union, because they wanted to form a Confederate government for this. And it boiled down to free human labor in yeah. the form of slavery. Yeah. Yeah. How come we have slave states versus free yeah. states fighting in a civil it's, war? It, to so, me, it isn't even it isn't even a credible argument. And quite frankly, I don't believe decent people even make that argument. But Clay, we most decent people, we, I don't even think they try. Clay, we have to acknowledge that then because that's what do you mean? That, the a- problem acknowledge is, well, the problem is we a lot of people want to acknowledge that part of the Oh, history. sure. Well, and that's yeah. that's why I think the main the why it's so such a divisive issue. If you acknowledge, well, yes, the Confederacy fought for slavery, they wanted to preserve their economy. Sure. Well, they wanted to preserve to be able to es- export cotton to yeah, Europe. That's yeah. their big money maker. But, the northern states, the Union was more industrialized. Yeah. And we can agree on that part of history, yeah. then I think we can go a, a long way well, in Louisiana. Know, we can't even agree on that. I, I I don't disagree with you. I think it's it gets it does get silly when pe- when people want to just what I call egghead a discussion to death. And it's not honest. Yeah. And, and and it really shouldn't take that much effort to judge. And again, for someone who pays attention as you do and know, you, you know, you know what went on, then it's like, come on. And you can chop people to pieces with it. But the point is, when someone isn't trying to make an argument uh, to be correct, but they're trying to make an argument to be right, which are yes. sometimes two different things, that's a problem. But again, for the benefit of people who understand what went on, uh, I, we talked about the perspective of people who either didn't pay attention or who said, OK, we could have maybe gone about this a different way. Now the other side, mm-hmm. the people who disagree with your position on this, who say you're just a troublemaker. I've been called that. Yeah. <laughs> so what is your response to that line of thinking? Well, I believe we can all debate issues. One thing I don't think you can ever debate with me is how I feel about something, sure. how something makes me feel. Sure. You know, I tell my wife all the time, it's like, I can't say you're wrong if that's how you feel on the inside. Uh-huh. If your feelings are hurt. I can't say, oh, you're wrong that your feelings are hurt. Yeah. That's one thing you can't discuss with a lot of African-Americans. You should feel uh, no way about these monuments. They don't hurt you. They don't do anything like that. The monuments cause a problem, because I mentioned this the other day. If I lodge an objection in court and my objection is overruled, in one of these courts in the East Feliciana Parish, in the back of my head, I'm thinking the philosophies on these monuments, which state these men fought for home and for right and for God. And the fact that they're still there and we believe that they fought, the, the, is the court endorsing that they fought for home, right, and for God? I totally don't believe that. Right. And the philosophies on the monuments, I feel, spill over into the court system. Mm-hmm. From the juries, there's a lot of uh, African-Americans that don't want to go out for jury duty in, in some of these parishes because, oh, it's the same old system. Well, that yeah. would be probably the truth in yeah. a lot of places, yeah. though, that's, Niles. That's, that's true. That's true. <laughs> I mean, and I don't know how many of them even know that those monuments are up there or what who they represent. A lot of people that live there, they, don't, they, yeah. they ignore them. Yeah. But they still feel like the court system is still the same system. It's the justice system okay. that's really not set up for them. And part of the reason to me is what we're displaying at our courts. If we make our courts... Uh, uh, entryway to true justice Mm -hmm. and not put up any political message because to me now the monuments stand for a political message maybe when they erected them in the early 20th century they didn't think oh it's a political message because 
African Americans didn't have a say so at that time. To me, it's a political message. And no political message should be in front of anybody's courthouse. So I do think it spills over into uh, my perception of how things are going in court, because sometimes perception is reality. The fact that people are fighting so hard to leave them there, like you should get over it. Mm-hmm. I, I don't like having that type of debate. I like having the debate about why you think it should be there. And I want them to tell me why they believe other than the fact that, oh, they've been there so long. I hear that all the time. We, we, we change things all the time mm-hmm. in this country. Mm-hmm. We, we are an evolving nation. Right. You know, so to, the fact that they've been there 100 years doesn't weigh heavily on me. But right. I haven't heard a very good argument other than get over it. You know, it, slavery was not the cause of the war. And why now? I haven't heard any intelligent argument uh, to have them remain. I, I did talk to an attorney who disagreed with my opinion on it. And mm-hmm. he gave the best argument, I believe, that you can give. for Which was? Uh, well, his argument was it's history. And it's history, even though it's revisionist history, it's still historical in nature. Yeah. And nature, and it should because remain. The, because the characters, the figures lionized by these monuments did pay, play a part in yes. the Civil War. Yes. But again, I agree with your thesis that you just have them in a museum, not at a courthouse. And again, you kept it. Why did you choose to keep it specifically to that? Because I felt as though I can win more people over to my viewpoint yeah. if we focus in on a courthouse. Mm-hmm. Because everybody has been to a courthouse at one time in their lives. And mm-hmm. I've had one uh, person comment, maybe uh, black people shouldn't commit crimes and have to go to courthouses and they won't see these monuments. You go to court. Oh, man. I know, I've, I've, heard, I've heard all oh, sorts man. of comments. You have people that owe you money that you have to sue. You have divorces you need to file when you don't want to stay married to your spouse. Uh, there's several reasons to go to a court of law. You could be injured and have to hire one of these injury well, attorneys. Listen, that whole that, so, that, that that's, but I'm just that's saying, a whole. I mean, yeah, I, that's a ridiculous. Oh, thing and I want to tell you what, what was funny to me. I did have somebody comment, and I had to tell my neighbor, Attorney Gideon Carter, about this comment. Yeah, yeah. Before we take down the Confederate uh, monuments, let's take down uh, a lot of these personal injury billboards first. Like, take them down first, then we'll take down the Confederate monuments. And I think that was just a shot at did attorneys you, in general. You, did you even respond to that? No. I thought okay. it, I thought it was funny, but right. no, yeah, no, no response necessary. It's, uh, it's, uh, you know, yes. you know, let me leave McKernan alone. Yeah. He spent a lot of money on the, on that mannequin on top of yes, that semi. Yeah. Take down I, this statue hey, instead of hey, that listen, statue. I'm not yeah. mad at him. I, I thought was, it was comical. It was funny. Uh, so let's. I want to get into that. Some of the some of the stuff that the things that you have heard. I don't think. Look, I don't disagree that in inner city communities we have a problem. The, the number of blacks killing blacks is a problem. Mm-hmm. But those, the, I don't think these two issues are, the, these are two separate issues. Two separate issues. And, and, and I mean, and I think if you're just honest intellectually about it, it's easy to see that these are two separate issues. You can have the discussion about both, but they're not the same discussion. Yes. Okay, so let's just say that. And if people disagree with me, well, you know, two, two tough, different turn issues. off the podcast. I, I, get, but, I get the same question all the time. Well, why are you focusing on this? What about this? Well, again, I think that you can do both. Mm-hmm. Okay, I do think the other issue deserves attention. Yes. I do. I think because I, I think it's under 
uh, it's 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 under talked about. Yes. Right. It's talked about by the people in the communities who are trying to make a difference, who are trying to mentor these boys, who are investing time and money and effort and all of that, because those people are out there. It, they just they'd have to break into the newsroom with an AR to get on news to mm-hmm. talk about it. But I do think there's more of that that needs to be talked about yes. over here, though. This is a separate issue. Yes. And it isn't even a moral equivalent, in, in my opinion. But. You've done this. You've come out. You've taken this position. You restrict your your request to just courthouses based upon the argument you make and your response. I know some of which has been just appalling, but I want to hear about some of it. Uh, it's been pretty rough. I had uh, a Any couple death threats. No death threats, but my poor secretary at my office, she's fielded several phone calls. It's kind of it kind of died off a little bit, but yeah. she heard I was going to do a podcast. She was like, "Uh oh, here we go again." But you know, the, what's the, her name? Uh, Anna Brown. Hey, Anna. <laughs> so what what happened uh, after I did an interview with uh, uh, the radio station local Talk one hundred seven Talk one hundred seven three? Yeah, 107.3, yeah. Uh, we had some phone calls to the office. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, who do you want to put up there? Statue to Obama, because we'll take Obama's statue down first. And, you know, do you want Martin Luther uh, Kuhn up there? It's just it was rough. It was rough, the comments. And even as I was doing the interview on 107.3, you can see on the chat line some of the comments that were being made. You know, what part of Africa am I from? And I I, I sensed that I was going to get that type of response, but I was hoping that if I made it an intelligent enough argument that those responses would be seldom. Uh, I did get a lot of support from my position from both sides, in, in, attorneys, black and well, white. Well, that's what but I was going to have some fools. That's out there. what I was going to work my way to that. Again, I do think that there are people on both sides of the race line, people who are of, of equal race and different politics and different socioeconomic backgrounds and all of that, who hear an argument like yours and go, hmm, yeah, I, I can see that. And then they're fools who are just going to be fools no matter what yes. because they are fools. Yes. So you just don't worry about them. Um, and, and closing about this, what's the goal? The goal here is, is very simple to me. I have a, a petition that I'm trying to make sure people look at, review, and sign mm-hmm. on my website, HamerLawFirm.com. That's H-A-Y-M-E-R LawFirm.com. One more time. H-A-Y-M-E-R LawFirm.com. Okay. I want people to sign the petition if you believe in the position that um, Confederate monuments have no place at the courthouse. Mm-hmm. I wanted to have the Louisiana Supreme Court and Louisiana State Bar Association draft the resolution to present to the Louisiana legislator. This mm-hmm. issue came up in the legislature last year. Uh, because uh, Mayor Landrieu in New Orleans uh, putting forth the, the issue in New Orleans in the he council. He botched it. He yeah. didn't handle it as well as well, you're doing this. Yeah, it, well, I would say this. He made one of the most intelligent speeches sure. about the issue yeah. I've ever heard. But The fact that he's saying we're stuck on revering the Confederacy and not just remembering the Confederacy, that, that hit home with but me, it, and but that it, was my main issue. But it was one ripple in a series of missteps in how yes. this went on. Yes. I have not seen anything that you have done with this mm-hmm. since I was made aware of it, where you have ever veered from your intellectual approach to this, so that, you know, Covey says, seek to understand, then to be understood. Yes. And you give people an, an opportunity to understand your position. 
And so that to me is leadership. But again, if people disagree, someone may say, you know what, Niles, I see your, and I'm sure you probably have yeah. had people say that. I see your position. I understand where you're coming from, but I disagree. But the mayor of New Orleans is also a politician. So when you, <laughs> when you say missteps, you got to think about it. he's involved in politics. I'm just an African-American What are you trying attorney. to say, Niles? A politician yeah. is going to screw up and yeah. put his foot in his mouth? They do it over and over again. But as an African-American attorney with no political gain whatsoever in this, this, this fight, sure. yeah. I decided that this was the right thing to do. It was a tough decision because I'm, I usually stay to myself. I yeah. represent my uh, clients in criminal defense, and all I do is talk about the Southern University Band. My brother <laughs> is the band director at Southern <laughs> University. Everybody loves music, Indeed. but this is kind of off of what I usually do. Yeah. And uh, I had the support from my family. My mentor, Gideon Carter, supports yeah. me on this, and it's been tough, but it's, it's a worthy cause. So at yeah. the end of the day, if I can get the Louisiana legislator to revisit this issue, yeah. because this is totally different than taking down a statue in a park. This yeah. is the courthouse. Yeah. And for the most part, I feel as though I made the best intelligent argument I can make to remove these statues from our courthouses. I agree with you. Thank, Thank you. you for coming on the podcast, man. I appreciate it. Back to wrap wonderful. up in just a moment. Promote your business or organization on podcast225.com. Podcast225.com is quickly becoming a weekly tradition for Louisiana listeners. Every month, thousands hear the weekly Clay Young Show. Every week, Clay sits with some of the state's most fascinating and entertaining people. Posting your company's logo on the podcast225.com website or having a professionally produced commercial air on The Clay Young Show is a great way to access a loyal and informed audience. Get more information by calling 225-214-1550. That's 225-214-1550. And now, today's Manners Minute. When someone asks about your team, what comes to mind? LSU, Southern, the Saints, or the team at your office you spend 40-plus hours a week with making a living? Or the family team made up of your spouse, children, and extended family making a life? For most of us, we have several teams in our lives that play different roles in our everyday lives. This week, we're looking for ways to show respect to the members of our teams, starting with bringing treats to share. Nothing expensive or expansive, just a tiny unexpected gift guaranteed to bring a smile. When I was a child in Mississippi, we called those treats happies because they made the recipient's heart happy. Spread a little happiness today with a funny card, a flower from your yard, or a pack of lifesavers with a note that says you're a lifesaver. Visit hashtag BRRespect at mannersoftheheart.org to join the movement and sign the pledge with respect, Baton Rouge thrives. Welcome back to the Clay Young Show. There you have it. Good discussion there. If you agree or disagree, I'd love to hear from you. You can comment on social media. You can tweet me at ClayYoungBR. I just never thought I'd hear myself saying that, but there it is. Or you can comment or make a comment to me on Facebook, forward slash Clay Young, or just email me as so many have done. My email address here is clay at podcast225.com. That's clay at podcast225.com. Have a great one, y'all. Tell your friends about us. Catch you next week. Thanks for listening. Join us next week for another edition of The Clay Young Show.